Welcome to episode 50 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Responding affirms the value of the person who is communicating, even if the information seemingly doesn't have a lot of value. This is Leadership in Context, a conversation on leadership in the context of the local church. For show notes, email podcast at nrpastors.com. And now here's Keith Tusi. Today I want to talk about a really big subject, okay? Are you ready for this? Improving communication. Every married person in the world, when they hear that, they probably just get goosebumps because they've heard it so many times. Every leader, every business owner, improving communication. And I think for a lot of us, we think, what does that mean? Does that mean just being nicer? Does that mean talking a lot? And I realize that if we're going to lead people, and I hope you do, if we're going to affect them, that our communication has to be, let's say, efficient. It has to be effective. It has to mean something when we talk. And the other side of it is, it has to mean something to other people in our presence when they talk. I think so much of leadership training is talking about what we're doing in the verbal arena, as opposed to listening and processing what other people are doing. So, uh, believe it or not, I've learned some things over the years, and I'd like to just share a couple things with you that I've written down here that have become part of my lifestyle. They've become a redemptive habit that has really helped me, and uh, I'd like to pass them on. First of all, uh, during the last couple years, you know, I have spent more time trying to communicate and primarily listen to younger people, people that are half my age, you know, that what we call the millennial group. And quite frankly, I think uh, a lot of books written about the millennial generation are a little out of balance and off sync because not everybody thinks alike. Okay, number one. But there are some trends that I found, not only with them, but with other people. And when I've talked to uh, young men in the church and young men in business and education, you know, aspiring to increase their vocational uh, ceiling and that want to do things for God in the church, I've asked them what their greatest frustrations are. Actually, that's not a true statement. I didn't ask them what their greatest frustrations are. They told me what their greatest frustrations are. And just in a phrase, it would be this, a lack of response. In other words, they bring an idea to their boss and their boss like says, oh, yeah, okay, you know, let me think about that or I'll bring it up or something. And then they never hear anything back from it. In the church, we have a different phrase. We have a little religious phrase where we use God's name in vain, where we say, I'll pray about it. I really wonder how many times we approach people things and they say they'll pray about it, that they really do. I don't want to be a skeptic, but I think the percentage would be rather low. And uh, I think it's hurt our integrity. I think it's unfortunately given a prayer or a bad rap. Uh, Let me just say this. If at all possible, when somebody comes to you with something and the or you go to them with something, and the issue of prayer comes up, if at all possible, 
pray right then on the spot. That doesn't mean you can't pray more, and usually you have to pray more. But say, well, let's just pray about that right now then. I was in a meeting last night where the leader of that meeting actually did that. He said, well, let's just pray right now. I thought, that's good. That's really good leadership. Uh, and, and what these guys are telling me is it's not a lack of response it's, or not a lack of decision. It's not a lack of agreeing with them. It's just even getting back to them saying, yeah, that was an idea, but that's not an idea that's going to work right now, or we can't do that, or what about this, or what about that? So number one, improving communication is this. Get back to people. Get back to people. Penny gets frustrated with me sometimes. She'll send me a text and say, uh, I wanted to let you know about this. And I won't respond. And sometimes they'll say, why didn't you respond to the text? I say, well, you didn't ask me a question. <laughs> okay. Well, response is always good. You know why? Response affirms the value of the person that communicated, even if the information seemingly doesn't have a lot of value. So be a good responder. When you say, I'll pray about it, that means, in my language, I will get back to you because now it's on me. I've said I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to get back to you. Uh, and that's what you should do. If somebody has an idea and you see them, you go out of your way, say, hey, I've been thinking about that idea. I haven't come up with a solution yet or I don't have an answer yet, but thanks for that idea. This, I think, is the foundation because this affirms people and it opens up the airways of conduit. It opens up the airways of creative thinking and potential problem solving. So, number one, when people drop information on you, especially if you give an answer like, I'll pray about it, get back to that person even if you don't have an answer. Let them know there's a process that's going on. Okay, uh, I remember one time in church history as a leader, as a pastor, there was something that was on the docket. It was positive in nature. We were trying to seek a direction. And I'm usually a fairly decisive person. I come up with answers, even if they're the wrong ones at times. Uh, and I just couldn't seem to get uh, to an answer to clear this way. And every time I would meet with their leadership team, which was every week, I would just give them an update. I would say, hey, I'm just letting you know I, I, I'm gonna, I'm praying about this. I'm just letting you know I, I'm really seeking the Lord. And then when God finally did speak, and I don't say that like, I really feel like the word of the Lord came to me one day. When I told them what it was, it was real curveball. And they were like, yeah, yeah, let, let's do that. I think part of it was that they knew I had really been seeking the Lord, and there were certain principles that were involved with that. So I think keeping people updated, keeping them in the proverbial loop, that's how you do it. So number one, respond. Be a responder. Get back to people. Number two is when you call or text somebody, use these words. Is this a good time or is there a good time where you could give me and if you can say five minutes or I need a meeting, whatever it is, but a lot of times people will call and they'll just blast into a conversation. It's not that it's not important to you. You just don't have the time to be focused. Like for certain conversations, I need to wrap my brain about them. I want my brain to be fresh and uncluttered. And sometimes I've got to interrupt the conversation and say, listen, can I get back to you in an hour? Or can I get back to you tomorrow? Uh, yesterday I told somebody, can I get back to you? next week. And I will get back to them. I will keep my word and I will 
get back to them. So when you call or text somebody, uh, ask them, is this a good time? And that and that's a way to train your team around you, by the way, to give them kind of these communication skills that when you call them, that you don't blast into something. You say, hey, did I catch you at a good time? Or can I call you back? I'm not interrupting dinner. Are you with anybody? Those kind of courtesies really begin to set a culture for effective communication. Uh, one of the other things that I do is I scroll through my messages on a regular basis. I can't say that I do it every day. In other words, I'll go through my text messages. I'll just go back uh, and make sure that I did not forget anything. And I, I'll just be honest with you. Usually when I do that, there's something I did forget about or that was hanging that I need to check up on. And if I don't do it every day, I at least do it two or three times a week where I'll just sit down and I'll just flip, I'll just scroll back through. Oh yeah, what about that? What about that? And uh, that helps me just remind me about communication because sometimes maybe even I took a step and somebody else didn't take a step and I'll send them back another message. Because, uh, you know, the other thing about electronic communications is you do not want to assume that people got it, even if you sent it. Uh, one of the things I've done, and I've done it more than once, is I'll write a text and I'll hit the send button and apparently I don't hit it hard enough or I get distracted and the person never got it. So it's good to check up on them. Last week, I had a problem with my phone and didn't even know it. Sunday night, I'm sitting at home, and all of a sudden, about seven voicemails pop up from Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. In other words, there were voicemails out there floating around in the no-zone that I never got. The people are wondering, I wonder why this guy didn't respond to me, okay? So scroll down through your messages, through your emails. Uh, I think that's really important. I tell people all the time, this would be point number four, I tell people all the time, it's a code issue with me, is if you call me or you text me or you email me and you do not hear from me within 24 hours, there's a good chance that that email, text, or phone escaped my notice somehow. Please do not feel bad about getting back to me and saying, hey, I need to hear from you or here's a, a resend of that message. Uh, that's just how life works. Sometimes you don't get things. Sometimes things escape you. Sometimes they disappear to the ozone layer, wherever they go. But I think that's a, a good policy to have. And the people around me know, hey, if Keith didn't get back to you in 24 hours, then that escaped. Now, sometimes I'll get back to him and say, uh, it'll be tomorrow. It'll be the day after. I'm going to get back to you. But I am getting back to them, okay, on that. And number five is kind of redundant, number four. But build in a code. Make it a policy. Uh, if you're leading a business, uh, if you're leading a ministry, hey, our policy is we return calls, phones, emails, texts. We return them in 24 hours. That's a policy. Make that a part of your leadership group. Recently, I reached out to somebody about trying to help somebody get into a program for ministry. And this fellow gave me this person's name who is of a good reputation. And I texted him and said, I have somebody that needs your help that would like to get involved in your ministry. Uh, that was a week ago. And I have not heard back from that person. Whether it ever will or not, I don't know. I went around them and went and got help somewhere else for the person that I'm trying to minister to. Uh, but let's really have some integrity in those areas. Uh, number one, let's be the people that respond uh, 
and we don't leave people hanging out there waiting for a spawn. Let's have a an etiquette and a culture where we say, is this a good time? Let's scroll through our messages because, you know, we all are apt to uh, forget things. Remember, in the real world, I forgot means I don't care, and which isn't always fair, but that's how it's interpreted, so we want to do that. Uh, let's communicate to our core around us. If you don't hear from me in 24 hours, then please get please resend the message. And let's have a personal code and culture of communication that encourages communication both ways. Hey, I hope this has helped you. These things have been real helps to me as I've grown in them, and I wanted to share them with you. This is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. Uh, share this with a friend, would you? Have a great day. Today, Keith shared five communication practices. One, get back to people, even if it's just to let them know that there is a process that has to happen before you have an answer. Two, when you reach out to people, check if it's a good time for them to talk. This kind of courtesy begins to set a culture for effective communication. Three, double check your messages to make sure nothing has slipped through the cracks. Four, give people permission to follow up with you. And lastly, five, create a code among your team where you respond within 24 hours. And remember, a response affirms the value of the person who communicated, even if the information seemingly doesn't have a lot of value. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at innerpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at innerpastors. See you next week.